Can you hear the music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is uh, this is Heat Club. This is an actual group that said they'd fucking, you know, be the music for the show. So, shout out to Heat Club. Go check them out. It's Midnight in the Bay podcast. I'm your host, Alex Woody. And it's episode 274. I'm uh, live in studio in my son's room. This is where this is. This is California living, you know, living in a half a bedroom. I don't even get the master bedroom that the son sleeps in there with her. And uh, anyways, though, enough with my depressed life. We've got a guest. Uh, he's wearing a shirt that says, do you? So I guess all you, uh, all you fucking murderers, rapists, pedophiles, do you, baby? <laughs> oh, they gonna gonna love everyone. Well, maybe not those guys, but this guy loves people. Uh, he's a comedian. He used to live in the Bay Area. Now he lives in uh, Sack Nuts. Give it up for uh, Tiny Garcia. Oh, damn. Good. Good. It out. I gotta oh, get some clothes. Better. Looks like you're sponsored by Nike. What are you, a golfer? I, I I play every you know once every five years. So Not I don't with know yourself. That... I'm talking about golf. No golf. Yeah, I play once oh, okay. uh, every five years. I'll play. There you go. But I'm a driving uh, yeah. range guy myself. Hey, see, I I don't even go to the driving range. But uh, see, I wear Nike, and you think I play golf and stuff. I like to fuck with people. But here's the thing, though, too, and you know this, Tiny, because you're not so tiny, are you? Nah. See, your name is Tiny, but you're big. Like, my name's Woody, and I'm soft. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like a, it's a play on nickname, right? But not your nipples. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. They're, I, I really, I have to wear dark colors. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I wore a gray is. shirt the other day at work, and I, wa- I walked in the bathroom, and you could see my whole nipple. You know, and I got fucking, I got weird X-Men nipples. They're really big when they're soft. And then when you they get X-Men really hard, nipples. they're tiny. So when I go to the beach and shit, I'm flicking them so they stay tiny because if they get big, I'm, I'm insecure and I'm going down the water slide looking around, seeing if anyone's <laughs> looking at my nipples and shit. <laughs> looking like Wolverine. You got big nipples, dude? <laughs> yeah, actually it was... Uh... I'm a grown ass man. I'll slap anybody in the face I want. But back in the day when I was a kid, uh, oh. they called me pepperoni nipples. Oh, they really did? Yeah. Wow. I think I got that too, weirdly. Wow. Uh, is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kids were ruthless. They would bully me uh, like sixth grade. I, I got bullied in the locker room when you had to change for PE. Oh, I wish okay. that's when it happened. <laughs> That's when it happened. And also, that's when I had to be funny, too. I don't know. It it was a weird year. But uh, I learned quickly later on because I switched middle schools because there one opened up. It was like a godsend. One opened up by my neighborhood. They built one. And so they took all the kids out of the one I was at and put half of us there. And uh, I remember this time that I would laugh with the bullies. 
Mm. And then wait till they left the locker room and then change. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. You got to reinvent yourself. Yeah. You know, right. And they say like, you got to fall, you know, to to learn, to get back up, to to dust yourself off, to, to learn. So I learned like it's better to be a bully than to get bullied. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? So So I never was a bully, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I always reacted. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I wish that did happen in the locker room because I'd smack the shit out of somebody and leave them there in the locker. But they always wanted to be bold and talk shit when they were in front of a teacher or, you know, right. walking through the through the quad and the principal standing there looking at me. So yeah, yeah. I um I was I wish I had the confidence then than I do now. Amen. You know what I mean? I think about that with women too. I'm like, fuck, I got married too early. <laughs> I mean oh, I, I would have I would have the fucking AIDS, <laughs> HIV, I would have all the STDs. I mean it's probably better I'm married, you know what I mean? Right. I would have That's what I told uh, the wife if I ever left I'd become a hoe. <laughs> Oh, for sure. No, what's the one that um, a lot of people are getting? And you don't hear monkeypox. What the fuck happened to that? You don't hear about that anymore. Nah, that left with COVID, man. They're on to other things, blowing shit up now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, missiles and shit. So what's they're like? What's, damn it, COVID didn't work. So we're gonna try chemical warfare now. Well, you could say that was that was COVID. You know, China's if you, see, if, if you see what's going on, they infiltrate us with the virus. They got the balloons. <laughs> and, and next, they're going to get our Mexican food. They slowly, if, when you see Mexican food, start putting orange chicken in their burritos. They, there's time to say something because they're here. motherfuckers. <laughs> well, no, that's just that's just that's that's America right there. You know what I'm saying? That's America doing that because. Who cooks all of our food, whether it's Chinese food, whether it's sushi, whether it's American food, it's all Mexicans. So we're teaching them all of that. Yeah. Middle Eastern. Everything. Everything. Actually, I just went and got falafel corner the other day and there was three Mexican dudes in there serving that shit. They're the only ones that know how to cook. That's why why I don't want to kick them out. (laughs) (laughs) I got a chimichanga waiting for me, actually. Oh my God. You know, there's a lot of mediocre Mexican spots though. Like I got a burrito the other day. They claim to be the best carnita. If they claim to be something, most of the time it's dog shit. You know what I mean? The true OGs that make something good, they don't claim you just see a line out the door or like word of mouth. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to be racist, but you got to see who's eating the food too. Right, you know right, right, right. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> if it's a bunch of blonde sixty-five-year-old ladies complaining about, you know, what the white comedian said, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Cut it off. Cut it off. Time yeah, I went to this some... place called. Have you ever heard of Las Palmas in Oakland? Palmas. Can't say. Okay, so they they're known for their steak and shrimp burrito. Okay. And that shit was in the hood, dude. I straight up walked in with, I didn't even realize I was wearing it. I had a Black Panther hat on. Oh, boy. And I walked in, the black people were looking, they, they did a double look at my hat. But then they kind of, I think they kind of respected me. They're like, oh, this guy's an ally, you know? 
No, they're just like, oh, he keeps that in his trunk for when he comes here. He just puts it on real quick, make sure everyone's cool. <laughs> right. I mean, right. You know, and then it's and your then ghetto when they left when they left. I did the Rokonda forever. You know, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's when they that's when they looked at me and they said, get the fuck out of here. Like, uh, <laughs> All right, privilege. Get on. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. I worry you worry about offending like another race like black people, for example, but then they're cool as fuck when you do comedy. Oh, well, see, and that's the thing. And and I'm going to bring up for an example, the Chris Rock and Will Smith situation. You know what I'm saying? There's a time and a place for everything. Like, I feel Chris was out of pocket. He was on a world stage, not at a comedy show. So therefore, you know, you keep yeah. it PG. You know, he went a little deep on it. So Will Smith was in his feelings and did what he did. And the same thing with comedy. Um, when you're on stage, it's it's you're supposed to be able to just laugh at everything. Right. Yeah. Whether you're making fun of yourself or you're making fun of somebody else in the race. You know, you got to put all your heart aside. It's comedy. Right. Laugh or not. You know what I'm saying? Most yeah. of the time you're going to laugh. Yeah. And uh, some people don't. It hardly happens, but that is a fear before you go on stage. You're like, you're looking at some older people and you're like, Eesh. but then that's like, that means you're probably going to bomb once you start being afraid and shit. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? So be yourself. Yeah. yeah so that's um, never be afraid. Uh, you know, old people laugh at whatever, you know, people laugh all sorts of shit, no matter what age they are, you know? Yep. Yeah. You just got to do you. Exactly. You know I mean? Do you? Hey, I'm gonna be bring it back around. I said I I knew you because you lived in the Bay Area and did comedy out here. But uh, before you left, you were kind of like my weed hook for a, a little bit. Oh, <laughs> no, am I on speaker? This guy's got a family. I might say something and then see little kids. He's got, he's got little kids. Little kids hear something and then they repeat it. Weed hook, weed hook, and then you're at the fucking <laughs> in laws and then they say. Fuck mommy's butt. Fuck mommy's butt. And you're like, oh god. <laughs> or you're taking them to school and they're like, oh, that's daddy. He's the weeder. Right, right. But uh, a freaking principal calling you for other reasons. <laughs> well, you know, it was perfect timing though because the pandemic had happened. Shit was closed. I think one of my weed dealers died, you know, or was on a ventilator or something. And um, anyways, our paths crossed, and uh, you had some shit that when i smoked it i thought i had covid <laughs> it was that strong and i remember calling you and saying like man are you fucked up like wow i i can't breathe like i remember like really like woof. fun that's time i love that's that why. i like that yeah that's that good good thanks um, to I, exclusive roots it's legal it's legal you can talk about it it's legal you know what I'm i mean 100 percent you know, 100%. So. but I have been clean and sober for the last three weeks. Oh, shit. Yeah. You want to kill? Had a, uh, <laughs> nah, I had a, had a uh, job. I have a job opportunity that I have to uh, pursue um, and they frown well, upon it. So, well, here's and here's my question, too, which I don't get is when did the porn industry start testing for weed and alcohol and drugs. <laughs> isn't that what the job you're going for? I thought you were a porn star. Oh, well, 
we got to keep that one under wraps too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm saying all our they call things. me tiny for a reason. No. Oh, well, it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, only tiny in the winter time, right? That's when you're really gender fluid. When it's but uh, ooh, you jump in that cold lake. Ooh, with like putting that rainbow flag around your shoulders. You know, what I mean? you know like that. Hey, around, we're gonna get, get assassinated <laughs> by fucking liberals, but um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the job, that's tough, dude. That's really tough to do that. Um, more power to you. I mean, I'd want to kill someone. You're probably doing meditation shit. I know what you're doing. You're looking up YouTube videos. How do you survive staying sober? And and uh, those meditation, Bruce Lee, swim like water, jump like bee, you know? <laughs> Coming yeah. to inner peace. Nah, it's really just a mindset, man. You know, you put your mind to it. You got a family behind it. Uh-huh. You know what you have to do? <clears throat> you exactly. know what you have to do? What's that? You have to find a substitute for it. You have to, like, work out, go for walks. You got you to get that energy out. That's what it is. That's why we do the 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 drugs and the alcohol. It's to, to get rid of that crazy energy. Well, you know what I mean? For me, I thought it was my creativeness. And what I found lately is that nah, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been going harder on the comedy since giving it up, you know, maybe it is what you're saying, you know, tit for tat. But, um, at the same time, I mean, it's time, it's time, how much time you put into something. Now you got more time. You know what I mean? Well, 13 years straight, man. That's long. 2011. I remember because I never smoked. I never done any drugs to this day. I've never done any drugs, but I started smoking when I first got my uh, prescription, my legal prescription, 2011. And that was the first day I went into a club and never looked back. Yeah. And now is it is it over for good now? Uh, Yeah. I mean, this company is putting their their uh, money behind me. They, you know, insuring me vehicle, everything. So, um, I got to do them a solid, you know? Oh, when you retire. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to look like one of the the Kansas Kansas Chief football players. We got to carry you out on a wheelchair, that uh, work party. (laughs) I'll be Willie Nelson out for sure. Yeah. And you know what? It's you're, you know, Work a little bit, you know, it's not, people make it such a big deal. We, we blow stuff up. It's really not, you know, you got your whole life to go back to it. You know, who knows? You may become a rock star. You pick up the guitar tomorrow. You could be uh, Axel Tiny, you know, you never know. And then you go back to it, you know, but it does suck because the weed just getting better and better and better, oh, higher man. potency and everything. And it's just Ooh. like, man. But you know what? To be honest, and don't want to get too negative because I'm a little high. Um, nothing worse than talking shit about weed when you're on weed. You know what I mean? You ever call a friend and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm really high. I feel good. Oh, yeah, I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> That's me no, every you know time what? people no. call. No, but you know what? I've thought about it, and it's good to take step breaks and come back or don't come back and find another thing. You know what I mean? Um, I know people that get sober and they get into like um 
they get into crazy adrenaline shit. You got to be careful. They, they start jumping out airplanes and rock climbing and going down fucking hills on mountain bikes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah. <laughs> I'm scared of heights. So, which is funny because <laughs> I'm, I'm six, eight. So every time I stand up, I'm just like, Oh shit. But, Oh, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I ain't yeah, jumping out of no damn planes. That's for damn sure. Oh, I'll never do that. And I won't go on drop zone either. That's too much. Oh yeah, no, especially all the fails that I see on the internet. Shit, I ain't never going on a roller coaster again in my life. What do you mean fails? Just all the videos, you know, like the drop zone, for instance, where the thing didn't stop and the motherfuckers are all dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god! I just saying, like, I ain't down yeah. with all that. You know, spinning chairs and all of a sudden one just keep going. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I'll never go on a ride at um, like the county fair. The carnies. <laughs> oh, where, where they got the people with no teeth putting shit together. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? At least Six Flags is corporate. You know what I mean? They got fucking audits and OSHA coming by. You don't have OSHA coming by the fucking fairgrounds, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, uh, I, it's my kid's been on some rides. I don't know what that tells you about my parenting there, but you know. <laughs> You need a little scared. I, I had to go on those rides as a kid. You need to be scared straight. You know what I mean? I remember being on that one that flips over and all your change falls out and the car needs oh, to yeah. keep catching it all. You know? Zamboni or something like that. Yeah. Or the one that spins around and then people would throw up, you know? <laughs> um, so but you're doing comedy now again. Uh, just on my Instagram, really, uh, trying to get out there on stage, but a lot of hypocrites, man, a lot of haters. It's tough. It's tough. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of networking. And then there's definitely always going to be haters, no matter who you are. And one of my biggest things, man, especially for these big comedy houses that charge you a cover and then tell you, you got a two item minimum and then they don't pay their comics. It's like, bruh. You wouldn't have anybody in the seats if it wasn't for us up there doing what we're doing. So you need to pay your homage. I'm tired of people being like, oh, no, you got to come by and do your time. Fuck your time. Yeah. We're up there doing our time. Right. So if the, the place ain't going to respect me because yeah. I'm not coming up there talking about dick jokes. You know what I'm saying? I'm a guarantee. I leave your crowd laughing. Right. It's a guarantee. Right. Like, I don't say these jokes just for the breath. Right. So if they're not going to respect it, then. I ain't got time for them. And a lot of comics need to get on that, that same train because we all deserve the respect. If we're filling those seats, if there's people's asses in them seats, that's because of us, not because of what they did, not because right. of their damn food. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, that's so true. I mean, yeah, comedians definitely don't get paid enough. And it is funny that the shittier gigs I've gotten paid on, but then you paid do more, like, right? And then you do the nicer ones that are more fun to do and you get less hecklers, but they, they pay less or they don't pay at all. That is weird. But I guess it's always been like that. And I've heard, you know, pro comics. I don't know how you change that. I guess like, like you said, more people got to speak up, you know, and the bigger I ones mean, probably do. But the exactly, bigger ones, that's, I don't that's think the bigger too. ones really give a shit. You know what I mean? They've already made it. So and and that's that's the sad part about it, you know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> we are the talent, they were the talent, you know. 
everything changes, everything evolves. Look at where we're at today with everything, you know what I'm saying? And so the fact that we're still saying, oh yeah, well, I guess it's been like that forever. It's like, come on, let's change the narrative, right? Yeah. Let's let's make these people pay their homage. Like you contact a freaking Kabir Singh, you contact a Rudy Ortiz, and they tell you to screw off until you want to pay me right. Pay the whole crew right. Pay whoever's touching this stage with me, pay them right. You know, it's those people that need to make the make the voices, but hey, who am I? You're Tiny Garcia, that's who you are. <laughs> and that's, no, that's why they Hey, I dude, I feel you. It's not like I don't, you know. Um Yeah, the bigger ones definitely need to say something, but that's kind of why I want to build my own room. It's tough though. It's 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 hard finding one and then you find one and it just the shows stink. The room's not right, you know. And that's where we were at. Me and uh, Jordan Kirshner, we started a couple shows and they just didn't work out and we stopped. And now we have an open mic we don't even go to because it doesn't even work out. It's just, I haven't found the right room. It's all about the room, the setup, the ceilings. Is there a bar in there? What are the people like? You know, yep. it's, um, that's why I guess comedy is kind of magical. You know what I mean? It really is. All the right things have to line up. It's kind of like when you're with a chick you really like her, you know, and she's a respectable chick. She just doesn't give it up. All the yep. things have to line up. You got to say the right things. You got to open the door, do the right things for, her, you know, for you to get some fucking magical experience, you know, and take her to Denny's. You got to step it up a little bit. You can't, you really can't, you know, unless she's intoxicated, then you're like a God. <laughs> Denny's to an, to an intoxicated person's like going to Ruth Chris. <laughs> well, especially now that they serve alcohol there too. And what? When they do? Yeah, I heard. I heard Denny serves beer and shit, don't they? Well, who cares? We're sober, right? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I don't drink anyways. It's just nasty. Well, you know that's one of my things that I got onto in the pandemic. I love beer, and it's just making me fat. I'm so bloated. I feel like that. Who's that fat dude from the Simon Pegg movies? The British dude. I feel like that dude just ugh. Got your keg out there? Oh no, my mic disconnected. Oh no, you're good. I hear you. Oh, uh, it it did. You know, I got to get a better mic. Uh, I, I apparently five dollars is not a lot. I can hear you though. Um, no, that's good. Okay, we are back on the USB microphone. Yes. Well, that totally changed. Is that better? Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of like more sound canceling or something, noise canceling. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's super quiet now. And then, yeah, you just chimed in. So it was. Hey, do you feel more focused? Not on the, the other stuff? I feel like you're focused. Uh, <laughs> to tell you the truth, a lot of the reason that I did smoke was to shut this thing up. Yeah. You know, kind of mellow out a little bit. Yeah. But I might seem focused right now, but it's really I'm trying to concentrate harder because this thing's going crazy. There's <laughs> this thing's like uh, this thing's like this white guy head. sucks. He's he's in the KKK. He definitely voted for Trump. His dick's small. He can't please his wife. I know your brain's going crazy right now. <laughs> um, so tell me what what I mean. You know, there's no script here. I did have some news stuff that maybe we could look at in a little bit. But what um, what got you into comedy? I'm always curious about that with people. 
So there was two, it was a two stager. Okay. Um, the first one was, um, I forget what transformer movie it was, but it was the one <clears throat> where the scene is like in the beginning and, uh, what's his name is like on a bed or something. And there's a chick on a motorcycle. Oh, uh, like on this chopper and it's like the camera's moving slowly up her leg and everything. And then it pans out whoever the main chick was in that transformer movie, but we're in the movie theater, me, my brother, and a couple of his friends <clears throat> and the, the movie theaters pack because it's transformers. Right. And, uh, so they're panning up. Everyone's like, Ooh, going crazy. Right. Just, just like it's a porno or something. And then it goes dead silence once they like pan all the way out and see her laying on the bike. It goes dead silent in the theater. And I, for some reason, was like, that is a badass bike. Everybody in the fucking theater was dead, bro. They were laughing for like five minutes. Like people were telling people to shut up. They were laughing so loud and stuff like it was just gone. So that was my first laugh. Right. And I was like, that felt good. Never did I was like, never in my life did I think, oh, let's go into comedy. Let's do comedy, right? But then um, my you ever dad. Got, wait, wait, before you get into that, you never got laughs at school? Well, I got laughed at. Oh, I was never... funny in school. I beat Uh-oh. the shit out of people in school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could see that a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, shit, here comes uh, Tiny. Don't say anything about his mom this time, okay, Lenny? <laughs> exactly. Or my nipples, you feel me? Like, uh, they're not pepperoni. They they're starburst. Pepperoni nipples, <laughs> donkey lips. And this oh. is like all things women like nowadays, you feel me? So it's like, it is what it is. It is kind of, that is funny. It is weird how that changed, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, That's you know. Narrative. I heard actually there's less people joining the military now. And if you look at a lot of people, everyone's fat. Everyone's <laughs> soft and chilled and mellowed out, dude. I mean, this yeah. is. And, and everyone's just living life and loving food. We love food. But it's women are going so for Mexicans it. in the country making women good are, ass food. Women are going for that. My wife's beautiful. And I look in the mirror, I said, Jesus Christ, especially on a cold morning. I look and I'm like, wow. I mean, First of all, I didn't know she liked women, but this is, uh, I, I can't believe she likes this, you know, and I've seen women out there smoking beautiful. I'm like, oh my God, I want to kill my wife or her. And they're with like the ugliest dude you've ever seen in your life, you know? For one, it's security. And for two, maybe they have a female fetish where they're like, oh, well, my guy's got titties and he doesn't have to have a strap on. You know what I'm saying? He got a dick. So it's like the best of both worlds. That's really where you say that because she likes to grab these. And you know, it's crazy too. I've done it before. I don't really like to do it because it's weird, but I'll grab, I'll grab them when I'm jerking it. (laughs) Oh God, I'm disgusting. Part two, part two, the dad, your dad, my dad. Oh yeah. So part two is my dad. Um, I was living with him at the time. Uh, and he says that he has a friend that he went to school with in elementary school that does comedy. And I said, word. So uh, he, he took me to a comedy show at Tommy T's to watch him. Cause my dad grew up in Pleasanton. Oh, Hey, and, that's uh, where I grew up. Oh, really? Uh, huh. What school did you go to? Really? A Mexican grew up in Pleasanton, huh? 
Oh, you, the Garcias are notorious in Pleasanton, my dude. Uh, shoot. Jerry. I roamed. What, what school did you go to? Elementary school. Lydixon. Okay, what middle school? Uh, it was PMS and then Hart. You're a PMSer? <laughs> and then Foothill. <laughs> so then you know my cousins, the Fullers. Um, Diane, Maybe. Desiree, and Michael. Maybe. I don't know. That might be a little bit before my time. I I look 45, but I'm only 35. Oh, yeah. You're the same age as me, bro. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were like 28 or something. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, <laughs> I'm class of 04 high school. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, huh. Maybe I, I maybe went to I Harvest don't. Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went to Wanna Grove. Okay. Um, which is right next to Harvest Park. And then uh, I got kicked out of there. I had to go to Monta Vista. Uh, oh, 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 you know, yep. we're talking to all the audience. Like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to describe the women at Monta Vista. Perfect. <laughs> really? Like, I, for some reason, rich people make really good looking kids. Oh, Monta Vista Elementary, not high school. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. yeah, you're like, Pleasanton. what the hell is wrong yeah, no, with you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why I got high school, out of high school. school. I'm I'm like, clown. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a funny story about that Monta Vista, though, because I uh, went to Pinole Valley High School for a while and we played them and uh, we ended up brawling on the field um, after the game. Damn, were they but, saying uh, that? They were probably saying the N word and stuff. They're fucking white yeah, little kids. Super, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying white stuff. Shit, I know, I know. The wrong people. I mean, we had yeah. half a Richmond on our team, and it was it was a bad look. A quick but, thing um, about that high school football, that just that league and stuff. I don't know if it was '04, but around then, um, they put De La Salle, who is a private school. They can recruit kids. They have all the money in the world world because they're backed up by the Catholic pedophiles. And so they were thrown into our league, public schools, funded by fucking working class people, you know? Damn near a college, right? Right. Damn near a college. So we never, um, after that, 04, 05, we never... We only got to the semifinals and we never got to play in the Oakland Coliseum or any of the big venues for the championship because we had to go through them. And it was like, you know, playing against an NFL team. It was horrible. We looked like a women's volleyball team. I mean, it was. Yeah, but I got playing time because I was always back up. I I didn't really play a lot. I mean, the guy, one of the guys that started in front of me played D1. So, I mean, I could say that, but. they always would put me in after they let the uh, handicapped guy score a touchdown. Then they put me in. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I had no self-esteem in high school. <laughs> no. But um, fun times. Pinole. Ooh. Damn, you're playing with little fucking knives in your pants and shit. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, that wasn't my only. So uh, I went to Piner High in Santa Rosa, which if you do the research on that, that's one of the ghettoest schools you'll ever be to. Been to. Like, literally lunchtime the quad was separated by two gangs yeah. that was it damn were um, you did you want to do a tour of the high schools and check them just all out and stuff while you still could or <laughs> right now i got uh Ooh, he getting in trouble boy he getting in trouble 
Yeah. That and like my upbringing was like wherever I could lay ahead, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. where is where I, I resided. Um so I mean I even ended so Pano, Santa Rosa, and I ended my career uh in high school in Tracy at West High. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was all over the map. Yeah. Uh, which is probably one of the reasons I never went to college, but is what it is. Football, I'm better off without it. If I had if I had a boy, I wouldn't want to push him towards football the way that my body and everything turned out. It's good. You know, I don't I I don't wish anybody's kids to play football. Yeah, yeah. I'm in that I'm in that woo, you just you just hit my bell because uh I'm in that predicament right now. It is safer than when we played. I will say that. Um but yeah, because he's playing flag football right now. So you know what the next now, step is. I want to touch on that real quick, just real quick before we get back to how I got into comedy uh, about the, you know, it's getting safer now. Equipment is getting safer. But if you realize, just like what I've been talking this whole time, evolution, right? We evolve. People and kids are getting faster and stronger. So is that's it true. really that's, Oh, that's safer? a good point. I like that. Because I haven't heard that. Helmets and everything might get better. I like but that. These motherfuckers are hitting. These fools are fast. Well, and I, I will say this. It is annoying watching it now in the NFL because they get penalized on every hit. You can barely hit anyone now. You know what I mean? No contact. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get them into rugby or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> is he half Samoan I mean, or he's, something? <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the basketball and baseball, so, you know. Hopefully that I'll see him up. in basketball. That boy balling. Tell him to just keep up with that, man. Now let me, okay. He ain't got no concussions. <laughs> right, right. Now, let me ask you a question on this. I mean, you have girls, but I mean, you're probably going to go through this, too. I went through this recently. He's one of the best players on the team, fourth and fifth graders. They just had their championship game. He only played 10 minutes of the game. In that 10 minutes, he had six points. He was benched the rest of the game. I was so pissed off and I afterwards I couldn't believe I'm one of those dads. But I went up to the coach afterwards and I and I asked him, you know, why didn't he play? And afterwards I kind of felt like a D bag. I was that dad. But at the same time this guy sent us an email the night before the game saying, Oh, remember this isn't an NBA game. It, it, these are fourth and fifth graders. They're out here to having fun. Well, if we're out here having fun, why isn't he playing? And also He's one of your best shooters. You know what the coach said? He's not as fast as the other kids. You still need a rebounder. You still need a center. Look at fucking Shaq. You need a point scorer. Did they win the game? No. Bruh. I know. I know. I would have been more than in his ass because I would have told the coach about himself. I would have told him, like, bro, how do you think you got here? Right. Oh, his kid, his kid played the whole game. Oh, see, that that's the bullshit. I, I mean, know. I think we were talking they wouldn't about have even got to the comp. They wouldn't have got to the championship. I'm sure if it wasn't for a lot of your son's points, because I watch his videos, your little highlight reels, you'd be doing that. Yeah. would be sinking. Him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. So, yeah. I, I don't agree with that. If you're a scorer, if you're a baller, like the way you started the season or been throughout yeah. the season should have continued into the championship. Yeah. I now, didn't. if you guys were blowing them out of the water, fifty points, and you want to get some kids in that haven't played, you oh know yeah, saying? I you get got that. somebody. Then yeah, that's one thing. But I mean, and, if you guys and, are in a championship losing and you ain't scoring, throw them in. What the fuck? 
And he's really not that slow. He's a bigger kid, but he's not that slow. And here's the other thing, too. I know, like I said, I know what I'm talking about. It's not like he's the kid who's scared of a ball. You know what I mean? You ever see one of those kids? I get why that kid's bent. Oh, yeah. But. So anyways, it's, uh, you know, this is the stuff. As they get older, you start dealing with different stuff. And anyways. Well, I deal with it at the park because my girl, my, my daughter's like almost three foot, you know, not even three years old yet. And. You know, kids are running around like eight, 10 year olds. Like my daughter's two and a half. Y'all need to calm down. Like she's not oh, on your right, level. Right, right. She's your size, but she ain't on your level. Right. So I'm already having to deal with, with, uh, with those type of issues already. So your dad, um, oh. so yes, my dad, he, uh, he takes me to Tommy T's to okay. watch his buddy. Um, and his buddy is Mario Montez, the butcher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who has now moved to New York, I believe. Um, but uh, it was to watch him and he. So it was him opening and it was John Witherspoon, which I believe, rest in peace, um, was the headliner. My dad's friend had me pissing my pants. And he was talking about local stuff, you know, talking about Bart. Just his material was way better than John Witherspoon's. And I was dying. Really? The crowd was. Yeah, that's the way I felt. And so that night is the night that I told my dad, I was like, I think I could do this. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to make your family laugh, make your friends laugh. But to be able to come up with methodical material to get other people to listen and laugh at is a true art form. So when we step on stage and we, 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 we make people laugh, like they don't know how much time and effort and work goes into making that joke. And, um, I think that was one of the things that grabbed me. Was I like, think that's one of, I think that's one of the problems of why maybe people don't get paid. And, uh, the respect level from like friends and family, you know what I mean? Cause right. everyone thinks they can do it. I thought I could do it. You know, you thought you could do it and then you get in and you're like, I, I can't do this, but I want to try, you know, and keep trying till you can. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, so now though, with podcasts and stuff, maybe people are going to be open and see how challenging it is and nerve wracking and, and stressful, you know, mm -hmm. That and I think COVID did us a, a big favor because people just want content. You know what I mean? They just want yeah. something new to watch because they're bored with everything else that they've been rewriting. What was, what was the thing. shit you were doing? Were you on a TV show or something? Uh, I was on a podcast and I was on a, 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 a web series. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, the web series took off. Uh, yeah. They're on like season three right now. They, they've been in like little film festivals, things like that. It's called Reckless Behavior. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's funny about it is, um, back on the racist topic, uh, a lot of people think I'm black. And that's what the actual role was like a, a black older brother. Um, and everybody in the cast is black. Everybody. That's what they wanted. Hey, you could and, pull up. Uh, I thought you were black. He totally could play. So I pulled up. I didn't say nothing to him. Yeah. They see my name, though. Ron Garcia. Like, you see it. Yeah. Um, 
I went up, killed it, got the call like, hey, we want you. So um, I became the older brother to the main character, uh, Michaela. And she's also the writer, creator and everything of the show. Yeah. Um, everything is her. And uh, it wasn't until. Like episode four or five where it said the N-I-G-G-A word. And so I asked everybody, even my best friend's black. And before I ever said that word around him, because it's always been in my vocabulary, I've always said it, never the E-R. Yeah. Right? The G-G-A, though. The G-G, and I feel just, like the, in your defense, I feel like the G-G-A is a lot more friendlier than the G-G-E-R. I feel like the G-G-E-R is like, you're you're being a dick. Yeah. That's straight racist, but the yeah. GGA like are is for like uh, more people of color. So like I'm half Hispanic, so it's cool. But we white people say it, pure white people, then it's just like, hey, wait a minute, what yeah. did you just say? <laughs> Let me double check that. <laughs> yeah, say in your car, not around people. Okay, white people. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> um, say it in the mirror. Um, but it wasn't until that on the script did I ask everybody, hey, y'all cool with me saying this? Yeah, and they all looked at me like, huh? why what i'm like you guys don't i'm i'm half white and half mexican like i say that in my jokes and it's not just a joke like i'm that that's what i am i'm half white and half mexican my mom's white my dad's mexican and they were like just totally floored and i could see michaela the main chick she's just like you're not going to be a part of this anymore like you are so fucking out because we thought we were all black cast and you're fucking it up but um wow but no it didn't go down like that they were like perfectly fine they're like bro you good like we don't care yeah we thought she was the whole time my wife is actually half mexican and half black and when we first got together all her friends were like thought i was black and thought that she was not (laughs) it's like nah but um but i was a part of that and then uh moved up to sacramento and just couldn't commute all the time to be able to shoot that in Hayward. So um, they did a, a farewell to me to where Travis, which was my character, he moved away to Atlanta. Um, so oh, I might do a kill you off. That would have been cool. Right. Get hit by a car or something. No, they flew me off. Um, <laughs> shipped my ass to Atlanta. They should have said, but, uh, and he's not black. <laughs> right. Tune in next season. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's funny. They've got a big like following. A, that's a comedy skit right there, where people think you're black and then you're not, and it just their heads explode. You know. Well, that's why I like to clarify on my shows and tell them, you know, like I'm half white and half Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Which means I'll smoke your grass and cut it too, but right, just leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is. It's it's an eye opener for a lot of people. Like, huh? So what's your um, what's your goals now with the comedy and acting uh, coming up and the, the new year? Um, so I was also a part of like before I even got into comedy, before I even got on that show, before I even grew up, really. Uh, I was in a couple like independent films that I was supposed to get copies of for my uh, biography or whatnot. And those all fell through. But um if anybody ever hits me up and wants me to be a part of their their uh, 
movie or whatnot, I'll definitely jump on that for sure. Because acting is like a true passion of mine. Do you have any acting reels that people can go check out? No, that's what I'm saying. Like they were all supposed to give me these things and they all fell through. Like ain't yeah. got nothing. Only only thing that you could see is me on reckless behavior on YouTube. You know what I mean? Go check um, that out. There you go. Yep. Uh, but uh, maybe one day start a podcast like you, you know, call it Midnight in Sacramento or something. Oh, oh Midnight in Sac. Um, uh, sac Night. There you oh. go. It might mean something different, though. Um, yeah. But, uh, definitely want to get back into comedy, get back on stage, share that passion. Nothing. Um, it's nothing better. And. You know, I did a uh, open mic after a show and there was like hardly anyone in there, but like I talked about kind of real shit that was kind of funny, you know, and it was like awkward, but almost like therapy too, you know? So, I mean, it can't just be all therapy. I mean, it's gotta be funny, but I'm just saying there is sometimes when you talk about the dark stuff in life or stuff, maybe you don't talk about with your friends, but you'll say it on stage you know, can really hit and you may not even know it. And then you get some therapy out of it too, you know? Definitely. So, but anyways, that's the uh, show. That's the show. That's what it is. What do you think? First not time at Midnight in the Bay. It was fucking fun. I had we, fun. Didn't, we didn't get to the new stuff, but you know, I try not to keep it too long. Cause I know people got a ton of stuff to listen to, you know, <laughs> I, I'm competing with Joe Rogan and, you know, two girls in one cup and fucking hot, two hot takes and shoot. You know, we've got a funny ass podcast that Frankie Kionis. Oh yeah. Check that out. You told me about that. Yeah. Check that out. He I love Rudy Ortiz. And they had me rolling. I love Rudy Ortiz too. Rudy Ortiz is a beast, man. Um, he's probably my f- Samuel Bade and him are my favorite Bay area comics. Um, that's for sure. Um, there was uh, another comic that I had respect for, but, uh, he got in his feelings about something that I said, and he wanted to talk all this trash. And still to this day, I told him if we ever see each other, if you want to go ahead and try to slap me, I'm going to guarantee slap you back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I lost respect for that dude. Um, but there's a, Definitely uh, a lot of talent in the Bay that's untapped and uh, like yourself, you know what I'm saying? As long as you can get up on stage and actually stand up there and not, not cower, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, and like I said, we all struggle with getting gigs and not getting the hate. You know, the thing I, I told my son to put a bow on this podcast, I told my son, you know, because he was upset he didn't play that much. I told him, you know, this is a good life lesson because not everyone's going to respect you and you got to earn the respect all the time. And I told even I told him about comedy because I don't even know if people know that about comedy. People see you bomb and they think that's you. And then you hit them up for gigs, you know, and they don't re- return your message and you may not see, be on the same show with them for a long time. I don't know. It, it's um, it's a lot of earning respect in comedy, but the reward is amazing and you know we're gonna keep going i agree so i look forward to seeing you out there and uh we'll have you back on next time you come on we'll do the news and riff on the news and all that shit 10-4 i appreciate you 
I'll see you, okay? Peace. All right, later. Yeah. I'm going to do a little ad read here. You can hang. I'm going to do a little ad read here. Oh, is this microphone still going? This, uh... All right. Hey, well, this podcast is brought to you by Silver Tongue Audio. Go to silvertongueaudio.org and you will see uh, my podcast there, free to download, and you'll see Dazed and Disturbed. That is a podcast about uh, dark things with the... Um, Help of Mary Jane, some light has shined on these dark things, and uh, it's very fun and entertaining. Also, go check out um, NPC podcasts there, free downloads right there. It's amazing. It's killer. It's about video games. You're going to dig it. Um, sorry, this microphone keeps bothering me. Keeps. I love technology. Oh my god, technology is changing the world. Yeah, it's changing the world for the worse because it's driving me crazy. Just go to Silver Tongue Audio if you like free content. They're great podcasts. A lot coming to Silver Tongue Audio. There's people, um, talented people, saying, "Hey, I put me in contact with your producer. I want to have a podcast on your station. Well, I'll build it." So watch out, folks. Um, here's Heat Club with Dangerous. <laughs> Go my Instagram to uh, underscore Alex Woody Comedy for live dates. Bye. Yeah, wild too.